Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Dear listeners, I have, I just clapped during talking. Good job. It was a happy clap? It was a happy clap. I feel like society tells <laughs> men. <laughs> oh my god. Carry on with your vagina. beautiful woman whose name is Celeste. Hi, Allie girl. I forgot what I said in the first intro that we didn't record correctly, so I love you and your sweet face! Dear listeners, everything went perfectly the first time. It really did, I'm so sad. (laughs) I promise, 42 episodes in and we introduced ourselves and the podcast, and somebody forgot to hit a button. Which sounded something like, hi, welcome to Taboos. We're a taboo culture podcast that drinks and says bad words, and it didn't even sound as good this time. I'm so upset by this. This is really just par for the course. Hello, listeners. (laughs) Welcome to our second episode in June, otherwise known as the month that is Let's Hear It for the Boys. Let's hear it for the boys. Ooh, not bad that time. Not bad that time. Let's give the boys a hand. Who sings that? I don't fucking know. Me. Duh. Wow. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I was very busy on that chorus and you interrupted. Was your day as fiery as you are right now? Yes, it was. My day was eight dumpster fires all going at the exact same time. And I wanted to just scream at everybody who came in my path. And I think I may have actually done that, you being included. And then I said, I'm very sorry. How was your day today? I was on the receiving end of one of those dumpster fires unintentionally. (laughs) You were, and I'm so sorry. I went hyena mode on you. I didn't mean to. (laughs) I thought it was hilarious. Once again, unnecessary apology accepted. I mean... But I was yelling at you for the best possible thing I could yell at you. I was yelling at you from love. I was yelling at you from you accepting responsibility and fault for something that you had no fucking business taking on. So I was really yelling at you from a good place. (laughs) And I just yelled. (laughs) That was a lot of mental hurdles. It was such a fucking bad day today. I can't even explain it. Everything was brutal. You know what's going to make your day better? 
I'm so excited. Tell me. This episode? Oh, uh, I'm fucking here for it. I am here for it. I am so excited. I am in this moment. Yes, girl. I heard we have a guest. We do have a guest. Dun, dun, dun. Are you going to go get him? Yeah. But now I made that noise, so you need to make a noise now. Soundboard it up, Allie. I only have bling, bling. There we go. Why, hello there, special guest. Hello. Is this thing on? Hello. Can everybody hear me? Well, hello, ladies. How are you? Fantastic. It's on you to say hi, beautiful. I already said hi. Oh, hi. Uh, I'm so... I work here. I'm so excited to have you. I don't know Well, thank you for having me. today. <laughs> I... Story of my life. I promise I'm a functioning human being most days. <laughs> I have the profound pleasure of introducing our special guest for today, Bubbles. From the Bub and Gobs podcast. That's me. Hello. Hello. That's me. I'm Bubbles. AKA Bubbles. AKA Harry Guy. AKA uh, the guy with the flag. Had to get it out of the way. So. Killed it. I'm here. Thank you for having me on your show. I'm so excited. Your hair is more gorgeous and flowing than mine is. You do have beautiful, luscious hair. Well, thank you. I grew up myself. Looks that way. Homegrown, for sure. Can tell. Oh, yeah. Organic. Oh, yeah. Only the best. <laughs> Hello. Welcome to our show. We are so excited to have you. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. Before we get started on our topic, can we discuss what we are all drinking today? I would love to. Guess first. I haven't had it in a very long time because I've been trying to cut out sugar and cut my caffeine low, but I said, fuck it. I'm excited to to hang out on this show, so I'm drinking a big old Mountain Dew. Ooh. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay, can I tell you, if I drank even a drink of Mountain Dew, this would be a much different conversation, and Allie can confirm. It's oh, not a good time. Crazy things to her, like, wow. <laughs> really? I, like, really turn into a little Energizer bunny. You're like a toddler with a bunch of sugar. Yes! Yes! That's, but, like, in adult that's how form. I am too. And I say a lot of bad words and I talk really fast and it's not it's not pretty. So so you're like the uh, the chipmunk with a sailor's mouth. Real, yes. Holy fuck, 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 shit, oh my god, what the fuck are you doing? Oh shit, ah! That yep, was exactly 100%. it. Where did you get that impression of me? That's... I'm impressed. That's awesome. <laughs> now I kind of want to see this. I love that you brought Mountain Dew to this, though. In your flash cup. How ironic and wonderful. <laughs> Allie girl, what are you drinking today? So this is Founders, and it's a Mas Agave Classica prickly pear. And nice. on the first drink, I was like, no, thank you. And now on the halfway through the bottle, I'm like, this is quite delicious. On the halfway mark, I was like, I love this shit. <laughs> That's how I was with tequila back in the day. Oh, this first shot sucks. And then two, three more shots. Oh, this, this is great. This is just like water. Someone yeah. hand me that pickle juice. Yeah. 
This actually has tequila in it. So this is an Imperial Gose style ale brewed with agave and sea salt aged in tequila barrels with added prickly pear extract. That sounds amazing. Look at, there's a little... Come on, camera. Can you guys see the little skeleton arm? Oh. Oh, look at him and his little prickly pear. It's like he's holding up a heart. And there's a butterfly. There's a lot going on here. None of it I, like, connotate with prickly pears. There's a lot of mixed messaging (laughs) happening. What are you drinking, darling? I am drinking a beverage that I was very skeptical of. It is a crook and marker grapefruit. Ta-da. It's, like, so pretty. Okay. Except Mm -hmm. I was skeptical because I enjoy the the flavor of grapefruit but i don't like the tartness of it and this is actually not tart at all it's fucking incredible it is going to be drank way too quickly because it i can't help it Mm, it's so good (laughs) and refreshing zero sugar infinite flavor yeah both of those sound delicious Shout out to the episode with you and Jordan and I, where you guys argued that grapefruit was tart, and I was over here saying it wasn't, and then I was promptly proven wrong by also my husband and Google. You are wrong. Grapefruit is tart. But I feel like when I drink this, that this tastes as though I were tasting normal grapefruit with your taste buds. This is like me trying on your taste buds in a way. Have fun with that, I think. Thank you. I'm going to. I'm going to really fucking enjoy myself. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Do not it. worried. I say do it. Thank you. Yeah. So, dear Bubbles, we asked you to come on today for a specific topic that we were covering, and it's because it's of true, your employment. And as a segue to this episode, I would love for you to share with our listeners what you do that we invited you on to talk about today for help me with words anybody else (laughs) i'd love to in fact that's kind of what i do for a living sometimes i currently work as a substitute teacher for my local school district i have taught uh every single grade from preschool to seniors in high school and it's a lot of english and language arts and math and history and science and i've even taught pe and i teach music and yeah it's it's a it's kind of cool, and it's every day is different. Every day is a, is a new adventure. I'm either getting slobbered on, sneezed on, or telling kids to tie their shoes and pull their pants up, or I'm telling seniors to, to shut up and get off their phones and get their math homework done. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's every a new day's adventure a gamble. Every day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> In fact, uh, today uh, there was a, a senior, or no, he was a sophomore in my math class that I had to sub for, and he got all mad at me. My teacher name is Mr. G, right? And he's like, Mr. G, you didn't give us enough time to get our work done. I'm like, bro, you had an hour and a half because they're in block schedules because of, you know, COVID this year. I was like, dude, you had an hour and a half for 20 math problems. I did it in like 15 minutes. The rest of your class got it done in like a half hour. But I didn't have enough time. I'm like, dude, you were on your phone the whole time. Shut up. I'm like, okay. All right. So he got an F and it was glorious because... He cried, and I was like, ha-ha, you should have listened to me. So I love that God complex. That is a power I wish I had. 
You know, at first, I told myself I wouldn't let it go to my head. But the first moment I told the classes to do it, I was like, all right, everyone, shut up. And they all <laughs> shut up. And I was like, <gasps> I wield so the this power. Is what it's like. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to deal with kids all day long. I love my child. Same. I hate other people's kids. Yep. Yep. All the kudos. Sincerely. Sincerely, all the kudos to you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. My first month was kind of like a trial by fire. I substituted for a kindergarten class for an entire month, like every day for a month straight. And it was, I've never, I never taught before. I, it was, this, this is like kind of me dipping my toes in the water, like, do I want to be a teacher? And they're like, hey, this teacher is out. She's sick. It's not COVID, but she's sick for a while. Can you just watch her class? And I'm like, sure. Kindergartners can't be that bad. Oh my God. Holy smokes. <laughs> to all the kindergarten teachers out there. You have my utmost respect. Like, holy crap. Real. Great kids. Great kids. I love them dearly, but holy crap. I can barely wrangle one toddler. <laughs> Mine's seven and can work the microwave, and I still sometimes am just like, I don't know what to do with you. <laughs> so that is what we're discussing today. Men in otherwise typically known as female-dominated areas of employment. One of those areas being teachers. Yes, yes. Would you guys like to learn some things? Of course. Learn me some things. Did you know that when you Google male nurse, the first thing that pops up for other questions that people ask about male nurses is what do you call a male nurse? Really? Really? Mm-hmm. What, what else would you call a male nurse? A nurse? That's a man purse. That's a man purse. A nurse is a oh, man is purse. <laughs> is a nurse? Really? No, it absolutely is. But a male nurse is still just a nurse. <laughs> exactly. I'm not even saying, quote unquote, just a nurse in like a minimizing way. I mean, like, sincerely, there's no qualifier on it. Just because he's a dude, he's a nurse. Like, you guys, grow up. Everybody, he's a nurse. <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, I, I agree completely. In fact, uh, before, well, actually, it was like 10 years ago, I was like, I'm going to go into nursing school. I don't care. I'm a like, dude, I'll be a nurse. And then I worked at a hospital and worked with nurses. And I was like, y'all got way stronger stomachs than I do. Really? Props to, no. The moment I had to clean someone's poo-poo, I was like, Gah! And I'm questioning my life choices. Bye. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. So... When you Google nurse and look at the pictures, I did this because I was just curious after Googling nurse and seeing that question, 30 pictures popped up on my screen, right? 30 people in those pictures. Eight were men. So predominantly women. Gross. Oh, please hold, please wait. Okay. Hold that <laughs> comment from one other. Next, I Googled teacher. 15 pictures showed up on my screen. Three of those were men. Taking that down an extra notch, specifically to kindergarten teacher, zero men were in the pictures. Offensive. Mm -hmm. Not even Arnold? I know, yeah. My daughter loves that movie. I have a new appreciation for that movie ever since that first month. Because I, I, ever since then, I've, I've gone back and taught at that class again. Yeah, new appreciation for, for, for that movie. It's not, I even had to bust up that it's not a tumor. Like... <laughs> There, I had a kid. I was like, oh my god, I have a tumor. It's not a tumor. Chillax. Oh my god, I just startled him. Yes! It's a mosquito bite, bro. Oh, I wish you would have used 
the accent when you said it to him. <laughs> it's not a tumor. That would have been amazing. That would have been great. It would have been lost on him, but it would have lived in your memory bank forever. Exactly. Oh, and then oh, yeah. later down the road, the kid would have been watching the movie and been like, whoa! I had that guy as a teacher! Oh my god! So, typically this is the area where I dive into history, and history wasn't really something that I could pin down for this one. When women entered the workforce, they did so mostly into a caregiver, secretarial, or factory-type roles because they were generally shoehorned that way. Hence, the woman's role continued to persist onto those job stereotypes. There's your history, really. It's as simple as that. I'd also argue, however, on that point, those roles were the roles that women were allowed to have and only allowed to have at some point in history. So I really recognize not only has that stereotype been formed throughout generations of women continuing down that path, but sincerely pointing out at one time, women didn't have a choice to do anything but those things. Yeah, that's why I said shoehorned. I didn't know what that meant. So I took it to another place where maybe other people don't know what that means. So I translated. I appreciate that. You're welcome. I feel like this is a shout out to hamstrung. Ham? Nope. What was that? Hamstringed. <laughs> yeah, that word. So, I was curious what the top professions of women's fields are. This is from topresume.com. Number one is preschool and kindergarten teachers, which is 97% female workforce. Holy shit. Dental hygienists, which is 97%. Speech language pathologists, which is 96%. Dental assistants, 96%. Child care workers, 94%. There's a pattern here. Uh, yeah. Secretaries and administrative assistants, 94%. Medical records and health information technicians, 94%. Dietitians and nutritionists, 93%. That one actually kind of shocked me. I don't know why. That I think... one surprises me a lot. Yeah, I think nutritionists and I think male for some reason, but I don't know why I think that. I just do. I think that because I think of like the personal trainer healthy, big, buff dude has a vested interest in nutrition more often than not. So mm-hmm. I would I would personally hear nutritionist and I would not assume a role, specifically man or woman. But if you asked me what I would assume it was, I would say man. Yeah. Hairdressers, hairstylists, and cosmetologists, 92%. Shout out to the Malcolm in the Middle episode that I just watched last week that had... The dad, whose name I can't think of, randomly become a hairstylist in the middle of the episode. That was a great shout out. And then the last one in the top 10 spots is medical assistance, which is 90%. Hmm. So there's the top 10 roles that women have within the U.S. as far as employment fields go. I think it's super interesting that the top 10 is all within a 90% mark, too. Yeah. In fact, the majority of my dealings with any of those professions, I, if I'm being honest, have all been female, including the uh, including the dietitian or the nutritionist. Uh, I agree with you when it comes when it comes to like the the personal trainer and such. Generally, you're probably thinking a dude, or doesn't always have to be a dude, but 
every experience I've had with a nutritionist has always been a woman. Interesting. Cool. Yeah, definitely. I guess I've, I haven't personally worked with a nutritionist, so I'm going purely off of what my honestly stereotypical answer or perception would be. So I really appreciate that perspective being shared because I don't have one. Well, that's a fair stereotype too. So, but yeah, that, that's just, and that's just, you know, the experience of me. I've only worked with like, yeah. you know, just a few because, because I was, I was a little too round when I was in the military. So I had to go see a, a nutritionist. <laughs> Damn it. But yeah. So thank you for your service, by the way. Oh, thanks. I'll take on to that thing that thanks awkwardly here. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Yes, no worries. So obviously a common thread within those jobs too is a lot are in the caregiver type roles or the assisting type roles like dental the office. Yeah. Why so much dental work? So much teeth. Teeth and children. Come on, ladies. Expand your horizons. <laughs> it's not even that actually. So this isn't part of the research that I added in here, but women are moving more into men's roles and men are moving into women's roles. So the reason that these are more female dominated is because men are moving into them less less so than women are moving into men's roles. So it's not that women need to branch out, it's the other way around. Thank you for clarifying that. Let me rephrase. Men, broaden your horizons. Teeth and children are calling. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Teeth and children. Yeah, I'm not even going to fight that. Teeth and children, they're calling. <laughs> and now that's the name of this episode. It's perfect and it sounds so creepy. <laughs> oh my God. Thank you for being on our show. So glad I'm here. Thank you for tolerating us. <laughs> so why aren't more men moving into female dominated jobs? I have a list of some reasons, but first this. Oh, I'm curious to hear them. I'm curious to hear what your thought is, though, Bubbles. Why do you think that? Like, what what do you think your response would be to that before we even hear the answers? As a man. Well, I mean, first of all, it, in my opinion, it definitely, A, depends on the guy and it depends on the job itself. So, like, if, it, if we're talking, say, for instance, a teacher's role, for me, it's easier for me to say I'm teaching at a higher grade level, such as, like, you know, middle school up and the high school ranges. Cause that's where all my male teachers were. Right. And cause that's when you're growing a little older and that's when it gets a little bit more serious and not serious, but it gets more intellectual because you're actually talking and, and it's, and you're working all day, every day. Whereas the younger grades, you, in my head, you picture uh, a woman teacher because it's, you're still in kind of that nurturing stage. Those kids are, are, are looking for guidance. Not, not a lot of like stern, like knock it off. They're talking, they, mm -hmm. they're still looking for that, for that, mother figure if you will and, and it's and, and it could, i could be wrong but that's just for what i've seen i think that's a really valid perspective and so when it comes to teaching that's that's the stigma that goes in my head now when i go in there even the kids are going huh? the hell are you you're <laughs> you're not sweet and innocent you're you're kind of loud and you told me to stop and nobody does that i need to i don't like that but even in other professions, like I like I mentioned earlier, I was looking in the nursing field, and that's typically a, a, a female-dominated role. Or even uh, I worked as a bartender a long time ago, and even like that's kind of shifted from like a, a male-dominated to female-dominated. And in my opinion, there are a couple of reasons. You know, there's always the 
you grow up as a dude, you want to you want to grow up to be manly. You want to be known as the you know yeah I I do this job and I'm I'm a man. Which there's there's nothing unmanly about being a kindergarten teacher or a freaking nurse or anything like that. Like being a man is all about being you know just being a good person. Doesn't matter what job you are. But growing up, some kids are or, or boys are taught that way, unfortunately, or some boys just have that natural inkling like. That's not manly. No, 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 no. I'll, I'll, I'll. Mm, children and teeth. Hmm. No, 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 no. But at the same time, like there are other professions that ladies have become more dominant in, i.e., the bartending, the nursing, the 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 teaching and stuff like that. And the horrible person in me also thinks that uh, more guys are shying away because it's it's a it's almost like a like a sex sells kind of thing. And that sounds horrible. Forgive me. But in certain areas in certain job markets, it still does. And more people are prone to seeing like in the bars, in the bar scene, right? More people are going to be prone to seeing a beautiful woman behind the bar than yours truly. Even though let's face it, I'm adorable. You're a beautiful man. (laughs) I'd be honored to buy a drink from you. Same. Oh, well, thank you. I'd be honored to pour you a drink, (laughs) but, but, in certain in certain areas in certain markets, depending on you know who your who your demographic is that you're trying to sell to or trying to market to, sex still sells unfortunately, and, and so that's where I see more of those female dominated roles becoming more apparent rather than the male dominated. And like I said earlier, the dudes, a lot of dudes need to swallow their pride and not and not think of it as like this isn't a manly job or like this isn't you know, I'm not. I, I, uh, I don't have any balls if I do this job. No, fuck that. Like you're you're contributing to society. You're helping mold young minds. I don't give a damn how how old or young they are. Like, you know, some some kids seeing a male teacher, they're like, fuck, we need this at, at this age. Or like, fuck, where have you been all our lives? Because there's some kids, you know, kindergarten and in, in, in the elementary age, they don't have a dad. Right. So for a man to come up and say, hey, knock that shit off. I don't say shit to little kids, by the way, but I do. Hey, knock that off. <laughs> I wasn't judging. <laughs> Oh, there are times where I'm like, all right, you little fucker, I just want to... No, just... But just getting started, like, hey, knock it off. They're not used to that. They don't They don't have that figure, that male figure in their life going... Right. They don't know what to do. Like, oh, God. And then you see them start to mind their manners a little bit more, you know. Oh, this is weird. So I know it was a kind of a rant, but... I, I loved it. I was here for it. But I, I am curious to hear the actual answers. Me too. No, you guys just called out so many things. So, like... What's the word I'm looking for? Future synapses? Nope. Shout out. Stay tuned. Nope. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Thank you. We would have gotten there eventually. You got it. Thank you. I threw out so many words for you. <laughs> so this is a whole thing. Prepare for an article. Okay. Whole thing. Here we go. Hit it. From businessnewsdaily.com. I thought this was a really great call out. Gender-marked job titles such as midwife and mailman actively encourage gender being part of their definitions. That is super interesting. Mm-hmm. Ah! Never even thought of that. What would you call a female mailman? A male woman? I'm not being an idiot. Male lady? A male lady? Like, really, I don't... Male lady. Male yeah. person. I would. I do say my male lady. My male lady hates me. I say that all the time. That's what I she do. Does. Yeah. But I never really thought about it. But I was more interested in the midwife one. Yeah, because what would you call a male midwife? They're called midwife. midwives. Yeah. Yeah. 
a, a, a midman? A mid dude? I don't know. A mid bro. <laughs> I gotta call a mid bro. Hey, mid bro, the water broke. Oh shit. Good. Meanwhile, the men and women who do break down gender boundaries are often perceived as less masculine or feminine. Even academia reinforces this. A paper from the 80s said men in female-dominated professions were more likely to have, quote, greater tender-minded emotional sensitivity and distant relationships with their fathers, which I thought was super weird that gentler, like essentially gentler men were said to have distant relationships with their fathers, but moving on with this quote... Decades of man-as-breadwinner stereotyping have led to the view that if a job is high-skilled and high-paying, it's man's work. The programming example illustrates this. A 2017 study, however, found the converse to also be true. When a profession is arbitrarily assigned to men, it is perceived as more credible. The study researched this conclusion by examining a relatively gender-neutral profession, loan managers, for a Central American bank. This was super interesting. They found that when borrowers were paired with male loan managers, they were more likely to be compliant than those paired with female managers who were more likely to miss a payment. Interestingly enough, though, when those initially paired with female managers were switched to a different manager, non-compliant rates remained the same, regardless of the second manager's gender. Apparently, all it took was knowing one person of an occupation to assign it a gender, and when that gender was female, the occupation was taken less seriously. No need to explain why this is harmful for a woman, but it also de-incentivizes men from crossing gender barriers because women's work is seen as less... Credible. Serious. It's, yeah, credible is a great word. Thank you. You're welcome. So I thought that whole thing was crazy interesting. That is crazy interesting and... It is. Super offensive, but not even at anybody specifically. It's just offensive. It's offensive on both sides. Also because, like, I just, I really think about how demeaning to my role. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. The call out here, too, is, like, it's not men bashing women or women no. bashing men. It's women bashing women and men bashing women and men bashing men. And, like, everybody's involved in this really fucking stupid party. Exactly. It's just a perpetual cycle of society open-mindedly hating whoever the fuck suits them like that's really what that comes down to but that's the fact that that study was done and the statistics really showed that male loan officers have higher return rates on their loans just because they're a dude and then the fact that even if they switched managers like that whole thing that whole research really just is super alarming to me and really upsetting like i said offensive for for everybody involved point blank just hearing about that study and the article itself it's it's very interesting when it comes to the breadwinner or the you know the traditional guy roles or the guy stigmas stereotypes personas if you will a lot of it could be passed down just from, from the past generations. You know, I think of like the World War II generation, the greatest generation, right? Yep. That was, the, that was traditionally, that's that's what the men did. They provided, they were the breadwinners, they were all that. A very and masculine a persona too. Right, exactly. And granted, we as a society, as a society have definitely changed over those years to where it's not, you know, for a long time, even in my house, my mom was a breadwinner while my dad was 
looking for work or I know other houses where the dad stays home and he's the stay at home dad where the mom goes out and she's the breadwinner. Like, and it's totally cool. There's no, there's nothing wrong about that. There's no, there's nothing emasculate about that. There's nothing more masculine. You know, it's, it, it is what it is. If from my perspective, and I had a really cool conversation with another uh, gentleman while hiking in the middle of the woods last weekend, when it comes to like a man wanting to provide for his family and, and be the, that protector, be that, be that, you know, like that one guy. I think a lot of that really comes down to nature and it sounds silly, but look at a lot of other species out in the, the animal kingdom, right? Gorillas, for instance, what is the, 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 the male's job, the, the silverback, his job is to provide, protect, and like kick somebody's ass. Who's going to threaten his family. Mm-hmm. Look at, look at a pride of lions, you know, the male's job. He's not a good hunter because he's, he's lazy and slow, but by golly, if someone comes near his family, he's going to whoop his ass. And he's the one who's going to protect and provide. Roosters, you know, he's watching all over his hens. Fox comes in, he's going to whoop his ass. You know, all throughout the animal kingdom. And it's not every species, but all, you, there's so many damn examples of it. And I think that dials back to men these days. And I'm not saying it's perfect. I'm not saying it has to be this way. But I think a lot of men, uh, myself included, they have that natural instinct of, Hey, I have this family. I have my friends. I want to be the one to protect them. I want to be able to provide for them. And so then they get a little, when they can't do that, it's almost like you're a little butthurt. You're, you're a little like someone's just kicked you in the nuts because you can't provide, you can't adhere to that natural instinct. And so when they do studies like that, or when they write articles like that, or when they have those typically, female dominated roles that they're looking at it, but they're like, no, that's, that's a female role. I got to be the protector. I got to be the the, 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 the provider. You know what I mean? Like, I think a lot of that boils down to our natural instincts in our heads. Once again, another rant brought to you by bubbles. I can totally understand that though, because as covered in our like pregnancy series and our child free by choice series, I didn't have the natural inclination to have a child. So like, that's supposed to be baked into me and it wasn't. And I see that in a lot of women around me. So there are preconceived things within our nature that we do have to recognize are impacting some choices, but Mm. that doesn't mean we have to follow them essentially. No. And you're absolutely right. That was going to be my follow-up point. I loved that whole rant. I thought it was dead on sincerely. The thing that stood out to me though is is the societal perception on then that one man because it truly doesn't matter if you are the lion because you are the big buff cop military sergeant what the fuck ever masculine role insert here right or if you're the kindergarten teacher that doesn't change your masculinity or your ability to provide and protect your family all it means is what you do from your day to day and you guys I don't know if we cover this at any point but I really have to say we spend 40 hours at minimum usually at work a week that is so much time if you're not loving what you're doing you are doing your life wrong that is a that is a very real statement like that's not even me being philosophical so if you love the idea of being a teacher and you're a dude but you think that that means that you can't provide and protect for your family you're fucking up i'm just really saying that oh i agree especially uh depending on the state you work in 
So I work up here in Washington, and teachers make a great fucking living up here. Like, like I saw, like, if you go on Indeed or, you know, those those job websites, man, teachers make a killing. I don't give a fuck if you're a kindergarten teacher, preschool, or whatever. You make a great fucking living. So That's great to hear because that is not the case here. In a lot of states, it's not. No, we are in Wisconsin, and it's trash. I've heard that a lot. In fact, I used to live in, in Phoenix, and there were teachers down there who had to work second jobs and couldn't afford rent still, even with a fucking roommate, and they lived in vans. And I'm like, these are the people who are supposed to be teaching the next generation not to be as big as shitheads as we are. You know what I mean? Like, We should give them somewhere to live, at least. Yeah! Welcome to a great segue as to one of the reasons why men aren't moving into female-dominated areas, per some items that I was reading. And stay tuned for a future episode about teachers. Oh. So there's the reality that a lot of female-dominated career fields are still severely underpaid. We'll just start with that one. Real. Seeing we were there. Breach. There's obviously the stigma, which we've touched on, but... I have a section that we'll dig into more later. One of the things I thought was super interesting that maybe you can like expand upon a little bit, Bubbles, is no camaraderie due to being sort of a unicorn in the field, especially in areas like early childhood education, I saw was a huge call out. So unfortunately, when you're a dude surrounded by primarily women, you have to... As much as you want to have that workplace camaraderie and and just you know kick it with your friends from work, as a man you you can't really do that these days. Unfortunately, you you have to mind your your p's and q's with your coworkers just as much as you have to do with your your students. Uh, because one wrong word, one wrong motion, one wrong look, you know, and if someone labels you as a creep, a creeper, creepy, you're fucked. Like your 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 career is over, fool. And that goes from if a student thinks that or if one of your coworkers says that, like as a man, your head has to be on a swivel 24 seven if it's in one of those professions. And I'm not saying that as uh, like an insult or I'm not saying that like, you know, it's all your fault kind of thing. I'm saying that just men, we have to because of these last few years and just the way society is nowadays can't really have that camaraderie when it's when it's a female dominated place even if they want to even if they try to and unless you're keanu reeves who let's face it he's fucking awesome because he takes photos and he never notice he never puts his hands on anyway he always sticks his hands up right and he never looks bad no son of a bitch he never ages either no he's no fucking he vampire. doesn't it's creepy Telling i you. love keanu but where's the fountain of youth please and thank you well, to be fair, he is to the one. So, to be fair. So, uh. He is the one. He is the one. So. I just caught it. Uh, I'm so sorry. I just caught it. I had the hot fraternity when that came out. So, anyways, please continue or just keep talking about the Matrix. Yep, I'm right there. Mm, Trinity. Ah, I had a crush on her for years. Anyways. So, at least that's been my experience, too, because there, there are classes that I. That, or schools that I work at where I could be sitting in a classroom and then a few other female teachers come in and they just want to shoot the shit and have a good time. And I'm, and I'm all about that. But in the back of my mind and I feel horrible for it. I can't listen 
to 100% of the conversation because in my mind, I'm going, hey, Bubbles, keep your fucking eyes up. Do not break the horizon. Do What are you thinking about? No, 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 no. <laughs> Just smile and nod, smile and nod. Cool. Don't make any stupid motions. Don't make any stupid remarks. Just smile and nod. Yeah, cool. Nice to see you. Because there are some teachers these days who dress a little bit more provocative to where it's hard. And it's, it sounds horrible, but it's hard not to break the horizon. And when you're trying to be a complete gentleman, it's a little tough. And so and when you're in that situation and you just smile and nod, eye contact, don't say a fucking thing. And there's no camaraderie in that. There's no fun in that. I really appreciate that you shared that perspective, though, because as the woman who empowers women, I want to say she can wear whatever the fuck she wants. And oh, I, I, agree. I still stand by that. I love that you agree. However, what I'm saying in this second is I really appreciate that even though I support her for wearing whatever the fuck she wants, that you're sharing, it still makes it really fucking difficult for you even when you're not being a pervert, right? Because there are dudes who are out there who are like, yes, I am a pervert. Yes, I am always looking at her titties because I get to. Like, there are dudes who do that. And that, like, dear dudes, if you do that, I'm not your friend, okay? I'm just telling you. But what Bubbles is saying is the correct answer. However, that makes me really sad because that's not an environment that you get to thrive in. That's not a social environment that's welcoming or... I'm going to say fitted, but I don't mean because it's supposed to be built for you. I just mean inclusive of you. Yeah. Right? You're there to do your job. You're there to be a role model, no different than anybody else. It shouldn't matter that you're a man, no differently than it should matter that they're women. And yet, here we are. Exactly. You know, it's that double-edged sword. And once again, this is the only time I'll really, and it's not really a complaint. It's just one of those mental notes that as a man in that kind of a role and in that kind of environment, dude, you got to keep your head on a swivel. You cannot switch off and you can't like turn into the, Hey bro, what's up? Hey buddy, what's up? Can't do that. No, you want to keep your job. You want to keep your, your respect, dignity. That sucks. It does. But it also like, I was, I was raised that above anything else, like, as a man, your, your job is to not, like I said, protect, provide, you're a gentleman. Like more than anything else, you are a fucking gentleman. So like even today, my girlfriend, she makes fun of me all the time, but I still open the door for her even when we get in the, in my truck, you know, I, I'll run around, open the door, close the door, pull seat backs. Like, and when it comes to work, I'll open the door, hold it for everyone coming in. And you always treat everyone with that respect. Now these days, like I said, it's a bit more challenging, but if you have that mentality, like, Hey, you know, you're here to be a gentleman, live that way. Fucking don't look down. Don't be that dickhead. Don't don't make those stupid ass remarks that you would make at the bar with your bros. Like if you keep that mentality, it's not as difficult, but the challenge will always, you know, be there. And especially, unfortunately, and this sounds horrible in the high school realm, like today, for instance, a lot more of the high school girls are dressing fucking they're dressing like girls would in the bar, you know, at 21, 22, 23. And all that's going in the back of my mind is put a fucking sweater on like. Not, I'm not looking, but there are dudes are you out cold? there who, yeah, shit, there was a girl who came in in like this, like tiny tank top with a fucking midriff showing in like these tiny shorts with half her ass hanging out. I'm like, how are you in, in the school right now? Like put a, put a, put a fucking sweater on and some sweats for God's sake. Like, ugh, it's just ugh, not okay. Something that I really appreciate that you shared, though, I want to go back to the concept of like your reputation and credibility being ruined because someone called you, quote unquote, creepy. Like, 
not only offensive, but what I wanted to say about that is that that in itself is also something that you have to think about and worry about that is just really unfortunate in that dynamic and that experience because you are such a gentleman, right? And for people who truly know you and who work with you, they would know that to be true. So even if you did say the one asshole comment or whatever, because that happens, right? We're humans and we make mistakes and somebody gets offended by something you said, even if you didn't mean it, shit gets taken out of context. I'm not minimizing anybody's feelings or experiences, but I am saying that shit happens all the time. So truly for people who know you in that environment, they know, yeah, Bubs is a good dude and he would never mean it like that. I'm sure that there's just some miscommunication or misunderstanding. I should address this with him. But I find more often than not, especially in those environments, it's super clicky and it's super catty and it's super out to get you. So even if you are the gentleman who says, shit, I really shouldn't have said that and I'm super sorry, it just came out weird. They're like, oh, okay, but now I'm on a mission to get you. And I just don't understand that dynamic either. So then I understand where that hypersensitivity from your point is coming from of, I just don't want to let my fucking guard down because I don't trust these people. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, to, to caveat on the guard thing, like, there are only a select few people in this world that I, I let my guard down. Like, even, even when I'm doing podcasts, right? I'm Bubbles, right? And then when I'm teaching, I'm Mr. G. There are only, like, a handful of people who know the real, like, the guy underneath. And unfortunately, that's how it has to be. You know, I like, like Batman says in Dark Knight Rises, if you want to work alone, wear a mask. Unfortunately, that's how it has to be these days. Like, if you want to be a teacher, be Mr. G and wear a mask, but not hockey pads. You know, shit like that. As a guy in today's, especially in the in the age of information, sounds all proper. In the age of information today, uh, where you know shit can go downhill in just a click of a little right. Cancel culture is so fucking real. Holy fuck. Stay tuned. Oh, my fuck. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, not only that, because it's so easy to just be like, cancel, motherfucker. You're done. Uh, Nobody wants to talk face to face anymore. Like, just like you said earlier, like, right. They want to do this instead of actually addressing the problem. Like, hey, motherfucker. Hey, you said this earlier. I wasn't a fan of that. Like, can you can we fix that? Like. Was there some missing context there? Yeah, it gives you a chance to defend yourself. Now, mind you, if that happens nine times out of ten, I'm like, oh, hey, you know, I'm sorry that happened. I'll make sure to watch what I say or I'll make sure to watch what I do. I apologize. Thank you for bringing that up to me so now I can, I can watch out for it. Absolutely. Because you deserve the opportunity to correct your behavior and to acknowledge and, like you said, defend yourself. And that's true for anyone. Please, dear listeners, do not hear me saying in this example that I am defending all men from this behavior or all women from this behavior. This is something people do to each other, and it's fucking stupid. Take accountability. Have a conversation. We are all adults. Oh, absolutely. Oh, and I love how you said accountability. Like, if you fuck up, just own up to it. Like, straight up. If you fuck up, eh, I fucked up. You got me. You got me. But if you don't fuck up and someone tells you you did, that's how you want. You stand your ground. You stand your fucking ground. Hey, I saw you looking at my boobs earlier and I didn't appreciate it. I fucking sneezed. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> I sneezed in your direction, Janice. I didn't mean it. Case in point. I had someone at a bar come up to me once. Now, mind you, I'm like, I'm watching a football game, and I am, I get to this point where I'm like off in my own fucking world. Like, I'm in Bubbles Land, right? Like, I'm just like... I imagine Bubbles Land is a beautiful It's place. glorious. It's, um... <laughs> Yes. Uh, I would try to explain it, but then everyone would just be so high from the euphoria. Like, we don't, like... It would be like an acid trip for our ears. Holy fuck. Pretty much. (laughs) Anyways, I'm off in Bubbles land, just minding my own fucking business, and this lady comes up. She's like, hey, motherfucker, you've been mean mugging or staring at me like a creep for the last, you know, ten minutes. What's your deal? And she's like, waiting to slap my ass. I'm like, not my ass, but my face. She's waiting to slap me. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm sorry, who are you? What? You were where? Oh, fuck, I'm so sorry. I was off in my own world. She doesn't believe it. She's like, no, you're a creep. I'm going to kick your ass. And then she calls her boyfriend up, who's three times bigger than me. And he's like, we got a problem here. I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to fucking die just because I was in Bubbles World. And the Steelers are losing. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Okay. I'm a Seahawks fan, so. Oh, okay. Okay. Neutral ground. Common ground. Fuck the Niners. Oh, super fuck the Niners. Yeah, fuck the Niners. The Niners are losing. I don't give a fuck. So <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> so, yeah, shit like that happens all the fucking time. And once again, as a guy, you got to keep your head on that damn swivel because all it takes is that one person. Hey, you are staring at me and I don't like it. Huh? Who the fuck are you? What? I was? Oh, shit. But if you were, fucking own up to it. I would be so screwed because I go into a thousand mile stare like multiple times a day so sorry to anybody that thinks i'm staring at them it's not you also i just imagine if i were a man in the position that i'm in with the resting bitch face that i have like i'm just imagining myself as a dude right now resting bitch face on a man to the depth of which i have resting bitch face that would probably get me murdered like, people would probably think I was trying to start a fight at all times. Allie, is this real? It is real. <laughs> also, I cannot maintain direct eye contact for an entire conversation, so my eyes wander. I don't know where they're wandering to, but it's not to any particular point. It's true. But, like, that's ridiculous. There's no way I could do it, so. <laughs> Until she finds something shiny and then she locks on that. <laughs> exactly. So two of the next points of why men aren't getting into the female fields are there's no support system in place generally for men as to like when situations arise, how to handle them or things of that nature. And kind of along with that is there's no professional recognition because of those fields. So if you're a doctor, there's prestige with being a doctor. If you're a nurse, not so much. And I hate saying that, but I honestly feel like it's the reality. I don't disagree with you. I think that there's a very clear difference between the quote-unquote hero role and the quote-unquote sidekick role. Like I recognize in the legal world, that's the difference between a lawyer and a paralegal. Paralegals are incredibly fucking important, and they do so much work for clients. It's actually fucking insane. And yet, who gets the credit and who gets the $50,000 paycheck? Your lawyer. Same thing in the medical field. You know, like I mentioned earlier, I worked in in the medical field. I did it for like three fucking years. And I was like, 
I was the I was a patient transporter, but I I helped in the ER, like I helped the MAs, I helped the nurses and all that stuff. And I saw, just like with the the paralegals, the nurses are the ones who do ninety five percent of the all fucking the work. work. Yep, everything. All the hard all, all work. The hard work. All the hard work. Well, the yeah. doctor. Okay, this is what drives me nuts about doctors. Which don't get me wrong, if you're a doctor, I love you for what you do. T- keep taking care of people, nurses, all real. Shout out to yeah, doctors. Shout out. Shout out to nurses. We're not shout down out to doctors. I'm not trying to down anybody. However, comma, because I've worked in, I've seen doctors only spend maximum minute, minute and a half in a patient's room. And that's all you'll see of them forever. Like if you're in the ER, you'll see the doctor minute, minute and a half. How are you? How are you feeling? Really? Okay. This is what's going to happen. Okay. Have a nice night. You won't see that motherfucker for the rest of the night. Unless you Jennifer's gonna take care of you if if you exactly. need me to engage me. Unless someone's about to cut into you, that's it. That was the best doctor impression ever. <laughs> that, that was well done, well done. But that's it. The nurse, however, is doing all of it. They're ad- administering the meds. They're wrapping. They're bandaging you up. They're like they're 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 fluffing your pillow. They're Doing things that I'm not going to talk about, that I still have nightmares about. They're, they're doing all the shit that the doctors are like, hey, you know, we have to put a probe up your ass, but I'm going to let Jennifer here do it for you. Okay, have a nice night and keep a smile. <laughs> I also recognize, though, that in that caregiver space, that the caregivers, the nurses, or the paralegals, or... I mean, I really just recognize that those people are the ones who are doing the hands-on caring, like quite literally caring work. And here's a perfect example. Allie and I share the same OB. Do you know any of our, do you know any of Magic Hand's nurses' names? I don't. And I know Magic Hand's name. I know his first and last name. We've had a couple conversations together because we've had, we've been, I've been his patient for a while. But I don't know his nurses' names, and yet his nurses are who I talk to more often than not. I know one. She's the only one I've ever seen, though, so. Is it, is it Jessica? No. It's Lori. I think I know Jessica. Oh, I don't know Lori. See? We have the same fucking doctor, and we might be talking about the same nurse, and we don't even know. That's sad, but real. And that isn't a man or a woman thing either. That is a role-specific thing. That is a role specific. Yeah, it's thing. it's the sidekick, just like you said. Nobody gives a shit about Robin. This is what Batman. Which mm-hmm. me though, I was all about Robin the Boy Wonder because I thought he was a badass. And you know, as a kid, you're like, I want to hang out with Batman. I'll be Robin. What up? Fuck off. Anyways, but nobody gives a shit about Robin the Boy Wonder. Nobody gives a shit about. Yes, they do. But in retrospect, the doctors get the credit, even though the nurses did all the work. Like the nurses are literally right. deep down in the shit. Like in the ICU, they're the ones who who are taking care of these people when they're ha- when they're having seizures or when they shit themselves or when they're when they're the last person to speak to you or mm-hmm. <laughs> even more morbid after you speak to that last person the nurse is the one who has to dress up the dead the nurse is the yep. one who has to take mm-hmm. help take them down to the morgue the doctor once they call it out like they don't want to deal with it their nurses are the ones who have to do it and then they hand them over to my dumb ass who takes them down to the morgue in the middle of the night and it gets creeped out Oh, the horror stories. Ugh. Hard pass. So it is truly the un, like the un, what's the word I'm looking for? The unsung heroes? Um, yeah, that. Unsung heroes is a great word. I was going to say unrecognized. Yeah. 
It's kind of that field that is a barrier that's becoming a barrier because it's not, it doesn't have that prestige like we talked about. Yeah. Not saying that all men are looking for prestige, obviously. That's not what I'm saying at all. No, but there are a lot of guys out there who are looking for the the recognition, the glory, if you will. And I think that it is a very common stereotypical perception that with those roles of prestige comes power and recognition and, in turn, masculinity. Now, I'm not saying that each man individually recognizes that to be true, but I am saying as a collective, as a society, we as a people have made that statement to be true. Oh, yeah, and it goes back to the nature thing. At some point, every man, like, yearns to be the alpha. Whether you're, whether you are an alpha, a beta, a mega, like, it doesn't fucking matter. At one point in your mind, like, I'm going to be the fucking, I'm going to be the king of the world. I'm going to be the alpha. I'm going to be the top fucking dog. And that could be in your field. That could be in your, in your, in your family. That could be in, for instance, when I'm president of the world, uh, you want to be the top dog. My fucking Pokemon gang, bro. Yeah. What up? Also, I think another thing that like just popped to mind is, and correct me if I'm wrong, over here being a woman, not a guy. <laughs> over here with the <laughs> vagina, checking in. I feel like society tells men that your job makes and defines you, and that is who you are. And I feel like that's not as impressed upon women. It still is, but I feel like it's not as ingrained as it is. It's almost like in the genome for men. Am I wrong in that assumption? Well, as the... Uh... The penis in the group. I want to wait, 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 wait. I want to hear. I want to hear the penis perspective. Super. <laughs> want to hear the penis perspective. The only thing I have to add as a vagina before we move on is that I agree because my role is not defined by my job. My role is defined by what comes out of my vagina. Now the penis may move forward. I'm sorry, you guys. I'm going to create a really terrible puppet line from these. as the penis of the group yeah so i don't know why exactly that is it could be another one of those like wanting to be the alpha want to be the silverback kind of thing because dudes always judge each other like it's it's just what we do like like talking to this guy i was hiking with the other day never met him before and we had a great conversation but he's like dude have you ever had it where you don't mean to, and I always feel horrible about this. Horrible about this, but the moment you meet a, another guy, you just judge him, and you either just want to kick his ass, or you just want to like shove him out of your way, like get away from my fucking family. Like you're 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 ugh, you're a horrible person. I hate you without even knowing them. And it's just an instinctual thing, and it's and it's it goes into that judging thing. It goes into want to be that silverback. Like I'm a fucking doctor. Like oh shit, my penis is way smaller than you. Okay, well. I'm going to put my chest away, uh, walk away. Or like another guy's like, I'm a fucking welder. I work 60 hours a week and look at these hands. They're manly. I'm a kindergarten teacher. Fuck. My penis is still smaller. Damn it. You know, like it's, it's that, it's that always yearning to be that alpha, you know, to the point where like you're a fucking, I'm president. What up? I have bigger balls than all of you. And you're just like, I'm fucking done. You know, even the doctor's like, God damn, I can't beat that. You're the president. <sighs> All right. And yet you talk to me and the dude who wrangles 30 children every single day gets my vote because Jesus Christ. <laughs> Real. 
because I need that guy on my team. Fuck a president and his big balls. I got that covered. I need the dude to take care of the 30 screaming kids I can't stand. I appreciate that. That makes me feel good. So this actually ties into the final point that I kind of had for why men aren't getting into those fields. Society still doesn't give men's issues the time that they deserve, and breaking down the stigma and social barriers in female fields is one of those issues of many issues. Yeah. Agreed wholeheartedly. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, I'm going to get dark for a quick second. Last week, there was an episode of, what the fuck was it? Law and Order SVU, right? Bum, bum. Dun, dun. Dun, dun. Okay, so in this episode of SVU, it all starts with a dude who, uh, it doesn't say right off the bat, but the dude is laying on the floor and there's, there's a spot of blood on his pants, right, on his butt, suggesting that someone raped him. There was some sodomization. There was some forced sodomization, right? As a dude, uh, you're not going to hear a lot of stories about that either because most guys won't talk about it because it's not one of those stigmas. It's it's one of those, like, it's not supposed to happen to guys. It's one of those that you're not a man if you speak up about that, you know? And that's just one of many examples. I'm just saying, like, when it comes to the stigmas, when it comes to the stereotypes, men's problems you don't talk about. And, it, and, it, and for instance, it took... When it comes to PTSD or shell shock or, you know, it took fucking decades for that shit to be brought into the light for, for guys coming back from war. And, and and you see that even today. It still breaks my heart thinking about when I was in the military going to the, to the hospitals and stuff and watching guys come back and they're just fucked up from war physically and mentally. But nobody talks about it because they're guys. They're supposed to be tough. And that stigma has always been present ever since ever since the dawn of time and it was first addressed in the civil war and then world war one two korea vietnam and it wasn't up until the last 20 years that we actually started giving a shit and that's a that's with other issues as well when it comes to being a guy oh you fucking you can't provide for your family you're a piece of shit i don't want to hear it like fuck off or uh you don't look buff enough or you're you're a skinny little bitch like no, we don't want to fucking hear about it. When in reality, that person is dying from a fucking giant tapeworm. That's why they're so goddamn skinny. But you won't hear about it because it's a man thing. Yep, you got a man up, fool. And sometimes that pisses me off because when I hear man up, I'm like, bro, you don't know what the fuck is going on. Now on the flip side, on the flip side, there are times where I'm like, dude, you need to man the fuck up and take care of yourself and your family because now you're just, you're crying because... You stepped on a spider, and it ruined your whole day. Bro! Calm the fuck down! Okay, but to be fair, fair. I tell myself to man up sometimes, like I do. I tell myself to do that. And it is okay, because seriously, in that moment, I really do mean, seriously, buck the fuck up. Mm -hmm. Like, we gotta get shit done. And that isn't me saying that I'm being masculine or... That I'm hating on myself as a woman. Like, I could say woman up too, but it means the same thing. And who cares as long as it's empowering to you? Exactly. I love that. I fucking love that. And in fact, the whole man up, buck up, I had to tell a, uh, this is horrible. I told a five-year-old this the other day. <laughs> he was pissed. He, he was crying. And I'm like, dude, what is wrong? And he's like, 
This isn't his real name. I'm just throwing random names out. Little Timmy is making fun of me, and he's calling me names, and he just won't let me work. I'm like, Johnny, <clears throat> Timmy's on the other side of the room. He's not even fucking looking at you. He's talking to another girl in the class when he should be working. Oh, sorry, Mr. G. I'm like, buddy, you gotta buck up. You, 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 no. Buddy, feed me. Buddy, Johnny, he's not even fucking looking at you. Man up and get your work done. Fine. <laughs> no. Okay. In those situations, when you're getting pissed or sad about nothing, man the fuck up. Buck up. You got this. I think the point of man up should be there's things that have to happen right now. Uh-huh. Let's inspect our emotions on it later, but there's things that we have to do in this moment right this second. Foreshadowing. So we have a, a mental health episode specifically for men coming up later in the series, but what I want to interject specifically into this piece about man up is at some point in history, the concept of normal was based on man. So if a man experienced it, it was normal. If a woman experienced it, that suddenly made it unnormal unless a man also experienced it. So emotions, for example, it has historically been proven that women are more inclined to be emotional. The determination of why that is has not been identified precisely, but I think that there are factors that go into it. That's not the point of this conversation at this time. But to the point of emotion, at some point, men recognized that women were more emotional, which made them not normal, outside of the norm. So when you say something like man up, the implication is you're not being manly enough. You're not being normal. And I think we really need to move away from you're not being normal and using man up as truly an empowering thing, because it should be. When I think of being super masculine, I think about moving a fucking car. I think about saving somebody I care about. I think about all the fucking jars that I would open if I were bigger yeah. and stronger. Like I think about <laughs> I think about the things that I would do if I were more masculine, right? And I'm not saying I want to be more masculine. I'm very happy with my feminine little self. But if I were in that position, that would be such a cool fucking thing. I really recognize that. I also really recognize that there are a lot of men who make it very difficult for it to be an empowering thing. And that has to be just as fucking frustrating. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a balance to it. Just I, I love everything you fucking said, by the way. Love it all! Cause like, Thank you. You know, like, when I'm at the gym, right? Trying to get stronger. I'm about to, I'm about to, about to squat, you know, 300 pounds. I'm like, time to mine up and get this weight up. You know, you, you feel powered up. You feel like a fucking... My pre-workout's kicking in? Ooh, that, you are riding the fuck out of the dragon and, and the dragon is just roaring. You're, ah, let's do this! Ah! You know, you get that weight up, you feel fucking, oh, you want to pound your chest, like, you feel like a man. But at the same time, when you're in the middle of a, uh, uh, say, a church group or something, and someone's trying to get something off their chest... Shut up, man the fuck up. It's not the right place to do it there, Skippy. You know, there's a time and place. A good reference or something to look at. Uh, the Bub and Gob Show did a whole month on manliness and mental health. So just a little plug there. Anyways, there, like I said, it's there's a balance. If you can find that fucking balance, 
you you have you have achieved the t- the concept of mining up. But if you're skewing one side to the other, then you're fucking up. Then, then you you need more work, son. You need to learn to man up. Dear listeners, go listen to that entire month directly after this episode. Agreed. Entirely. I will be. Yeah! I actually think that's a perfect segue to this next portion, which is what do they base for stigmas in those fields? Because my first point is demasculation. And the example I used, because I kept coming back to this because apparently I couldn't broaden my horizons throughout this entire thing, was male nurse and My thought immediately went to meet the parents. Ben Stiller's character being a male nurse is a running joke throughout the entire movie. (laughs) But that ties back into our conversation we just had about demasculation throughout everything, really. I would just like to point out that I think a male nurse is so fucking sexy. So fucking sexy. Not, I mean, obviously all of you, but... In general, <laughs> male nurses are a really hot fucking concept. See? Male Sex nurses up. are hot, but not you. <laughs> but not you there, Skippy. Some, you can just keep trotting along, some buddy. Some dude just feels called out. I'm yeah. really sorry. But not really. <laughs> Another stigma that I thought was really interesting that I don't think a lot of women face is assuming that the job is a second choice to another career. So, like, you couldn't make it in one career, so this is your backup choice. You couldn't make it as a doctor, so you went for nursing instead. Yeah, straight up. Which is bullshit. Yeah. Couldn't make it as a football coach, so now you're a kindergarten teacher. Yeah, which is such, yeah, like you said, That one felt a little personal. I mean, a little bit. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) This kind of ties into... Like, all one, but men are apparently less caring, air quotes, not patient enough, and seen as more intimidating. I mean, I've known some really bitchy women that really line up with all of these attributes, so. Hi, I'm your best friend, and my name's Celeste. (laughs) I'm not thinking of you, I'm thinking of teachers I had in high school. My favorite teachers were all men. Oh. Yeah, I mean, so... For me growing up, all my male teachers were very athletic. Whether I I mean even our chemistry teacher was head of the cross country team, but that dude had calves of steel. Like you wouldn't want to kick by that you wouldn't want to get kicked by that dude. But the majority of my male teachers were all wrestling coaches too. Like He Man would have wet dreams about these guys. Like fucking <laughs> these dudes were like dude like when you think of manliness, there was these guys. So, yeah, they were always intimidating. We all, like, so Gobbs and I, we weren't the best students at all, which is kind of weird because I'm a substitute teacher now going for my teaching degree. There, I've even gone back to some of my old teachers and been like, dude, I am so sorry for what Gobbs and I did. We were horrible human fucking beings. I'm sorry. But. Thanks for not killing us. Yeah. But, that being said, most of those male teachers, unfortunately, and I feel bad for the female teachers, but most of those teachers, like, we listened to because we were slightly terrified of them. That, that we, were, we were intimidated because they give off that, that, that fucking silver back, like, don't fuck with me. I'm going to mess you up. You know, oh, you don't want to do your spelling test? Okay, let's see how it goes. And kids are like, ah, don't hit me. Granted, we'll never hurt you. But I've even noticed, uh, for example, with the kindergartners, we were doing the Pledge of Allegiance, right? And I take... 
take pride in that. I take it very seriously. And one little man decided he just wanted to fuck around during the Pledge of Allegiance. I didn't yell. I didn't shout at him. I didn't tell him I was angry. I just said, hey, not okay. That was very disrespectful. Not okay. Dude hat was like a terrified little puppy. He sat behind his desk and he's like, sorry. I'm like, hey, buddy, no, hey, it's okay. You just need to learn to be more respectful. And now you're crying during the pledge. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. Be respectful. Damn it. America. Hand over your heart if you're going to cry about it. So, exactly. If you're going to cry, put your hand over your heart. Damn it. Do it with pride. (laughs) (laughs) Well. I'd be such a bad teacher. (laughs) Come to find out a couple days later, their actual teacher came back and she was telling me like, hey, this little man was fucking around during the, the Pledge of Allegiance. I'm like, excuse me, what? I was like, I had words with him about that. So a couple days later, I had to sub for them again. Oh, no. Thumb around. Pledge of allegiance to He didn't fuck around at all. But when his other teacher's there, the, the more nurturing female teacher, and there's nothing wrong with that. Not I'm not trying to diss that at all. But when I'm there, they know, hey, not fucking okay. And amongst other things. In fact, I have to teach him tomorrow. There's a little shit child, little Timmy, who made little Johnny feel, you know, sad. Little Timmy is one of those very big problem children. He he loves the his 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 second home is the fucking principal's office. He's in detention so much. He's five. Well, that's because he doesn't listen to his teacher. He'll listen to me. I've never not once had a single problem with him knocking on me. If I tell him, hey, Timmy, get your butt in your seat and get to work. Okay, Mr. G. And that's the last I'll hear about it. It's that and I, and it's not that I'm trying to be intimidating, and I don't even raise my voice enough but some not all but there are some men out there who have that stigma of the fucking silverback saying hey that's enough motherfucker or i'm gonna smash you and those kids boys and girls are like okay okay and even back when i was in high school my, my coach who was fucking he-man times 20 like he gives you that look i'm a you better shut up you're like don't hurt me you know okay i think this is a really delicate balance of fear and respect yeah and that men truly create this line consistency amongst themselves that women are aware of the line have to abide by the line also have to respect the line like like there's so but that could go the other way too this is not a specific to men concept but seriously as we talk about why is it more likely that men are in non-caring roles? I think that what it comes down to a big piece is in those caretaker roles, there's not a ton of respect. And if there's not a ton of respect, the way to get respect is through intimidation and fear. And I'm not saying that that's right. And I'm not even saying that that's a man's intention. What I'm also recognizing about that exact dynamic is that As a society, and I can tell you this as the mom, the single mom who has a kid, right? If my daughter came home and said, Mr. G was my teacher today, that would be so fucking cool. But I would have no idea how to articulate to my daughter that she has to respect her female teacher the same way that she respects you off the fucking bat just because you're a dude and you're bigger than her and she intimidates you. That is an automatic respect that comes with 
being afraid of someone or something. And that's not because you're a bad dude. It's just because no. you're bigger than her and intimidating. That happens. We all experience Absolutely. that. When you're intimidated, it comes with a certain level of respect. That's why everybody calls judges your honor, even if they don't fucking deserve it. <laughs> so I really recognize that that conversation is not something that we're having in our household. And I guarantee you that that's not happening in any household. No. And then let's take it one step further. Let's take it to the households of the asshole dudes who are the super masculine, toxic masculinity, macho, machismo, whatever fucking negative connotation to masculinity you want to come up with because those dudes are out there. Uh Those dudes are telling their children, you only have to respect other dudes. So then those kids, and that's absolutely not okay, but those kids sound like the kid that you're talking about who lives in the principal's office, who only respects what you have to say because his daddy said he only has to respect another man. And that's a very real perspective that's not fair for you as the dude because you deserve to be able to be the caretaker and the fun one and the silly one and to just be the person that the kids look up to in a loving way, not just in the fear and respect way. You should oh, absolutely. always be the enforcer. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Utilitarian is not synonymous with the male teacher. It doesn't have to be that way. But then on the flip side, to teach your fucking kids that they have to be respectful of their female teacher the same way that you would teach them to be respectful of their male teacher. You guys, we got to make this a level playing field across all fucking careers because we're setting our kids up for a future of having like six jobs each what the fuck is wrong with us just a real quick add-on to that point is because men are seen as more intimidating there's this weird disconnect where apparently intimidating and caring and patient can't go hand in hand like makes no sense and also i want to add this in there because this is encompassed in this and we didn't even talk about this yet i don't even know if we're going to but also that men are more predatory in the child perspective. Like a kindergarten teacher, a man kindergarten teacher. Bubs, you made the comment. Oh, I'm going to stop. Can we just shelve that for one second? We're shelving. Okay. Thanks for shelving. This is me shelving. I've never been stopped (laughs) mid-rant and I don't know what to say. (laughs) Bubs, I know you had an add-on. What I I was going to say that's one thing that I am super thankful of, of uh, my time in the military, because I've had male leadership and female leadership who, to this day, to this fucking day, and I've been out uh, for over 10 years, to this fucking day, if they said, hey, bubs, I'm gonna go kick the devil in the nuts, you down? Yeah, let's go. Fucking, no question. I'm in. Let's go. Let's go to hell. Let's kick him in the nuts. And half of them were female. In fact, shout out, Denise. You're still my hero. Uh, she was a small, small woman, and she was one of them Southern Baptists. She, whenever she got mad, Lord Jesus, give me strength not to beat shit out of this boy. Like, <laughs> I, she, we called her the platoon mama. She was like one of the greatest people on this earth. She still is. I love her dearly, and she told me she was proud of me a few years ago, and it, I wanted to cry. I was so happy. But anyways, Aww. but she was surrounded by fifty mainly dudes who were twice her size, like. And she she knew how to work it. She knew how to fucking get that respect, not just because of her rank, because, you know, 
you learn the rank structure and you learn to respect it. But she was able to use that rank and then just say, hey, motherfucker, I'm in charge. I'm the boss. You will respect my orders. You will do what I say. You will treat me with respect. Or I'm going to make your life a living hell. And we all did. Regardless fucking of your race, religion, creed, fucking size. Nobody cared because she walked in with that authority like, hey, let's get the job done. I'm awesome. Lord Jesus, give me strength. <laughs> and it was mainly geared toward me. Not because I was a shitty soldier, but just I'm, I'm clumsy. And so shit would happen. And then she would hear about it and be like, oh, my, oh Jesus. I'm going to kill this boy. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Like, but I've had leadership like that, men and women. And you and you learn to respect those in charge. You learn that that respect doesn't have to be just because this dude is bigger than me, just because this dude has killed more bad guys than ever. Also, don't ever ask a vet how many people he's killed because that's fucked up. But anyways, because this dude is a mad killer of or, or an army ranger, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, you learn to respect those who are over you because they've earned it, regardless of how, how tall they are, how big they are, what color their skin is, what their gender is. It doesn't fucking matter. They've earned it, and you should treat them that way. And that's one thing I'm thankful for from my time in the military. And that's one thing that I try to convey upon other people. Cause unfortunately I'm short. And when I teach it like the middle school and the high school, all the little fuckers aren't little. They're way taller than me. And so for someone like me to try to, to, to come in and I'm the teacher, there's that balance. You have to come in with that confidence of, of, Hey, I'm the fucking teacher. You're going to do this. You do what I say. If not, it's going to be a bad day, but if it's a good day, it's going to be awesome. You're going to see the happy Mr. G. You piss me off. It's going to be the mean Mr. G. Which one do you want? And so if you come in with that confidence, with that fucking respect my authority kind of thing, it's awesome. And, and, hey, Cartman. and the brand. I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah. I loved all of it, though. Thanks. I'm ready for the next point, which was your points last. Do you want to say it? Because it was your point. Yeah, except I'm going to say it a lot more crudely than you were saying before. Oh, okay. (laughs) So uh, one of the huge stigmas within caregiver fields is the pedo or predatory stigma. So I just wanted to say that one teacher noted that because of that stigma, the affection that he has to show, he was an early early education child care teacher. I just totally made that a new role, but you guys know what I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Affection that he shows is a side hug. His example was he can't give a front hug because somebody could see that as wrong. So he has to hug his little children, his little kids with a side hug. And if there's a bathroom issue where he has to help one of his kindergartners in the bathroom, he has to call someone for help in case... A kid goes home and says, hey, Mr. Bob touched me in the bathroom today. When in reality, he was just like helping him clean up an accident or something. Really not the same situation for women. And I don't understand why. Because as someone who has experience with women predators, that's a real fucking thing. Women are just as likely to be predators as men. That's a very, very real statistic. Shout out to Rain for not updating their page to have that information. But it's there. It's real. Women can be predators. And I'm not saying that we should all just not trust our children's kindergarten teachers. That's not what I'm fucking saying. 
What I'm saying is this person has, in theory, passed background checks and and is your child's teacher. If you have concerns, that's really one thing. But at the same time, you are not asking questions when your kid's kindergarten female teacher brings them to the bathroom. Why would you impress those questions just because your kid's teacher is a man? I just don't understand. What difference does it make? If a woman sees my son's penis, guess what? She's still a woman and he still has a penis. It does. It isn't different. I just don't get it. It's a double-edged sword that society has created. And I am not saying I am oblivious to the fact that there are sick fucks out there and that those sick fucks get into these roles and have access to whatever the fuck they want. That's true no matter what, because sick fucks are going to do what sick fucks do. That's life, okay? But for everybody else out there, seriously, trust your kids' fucking teachers. Your kid is with that person eight hours, if not more, a day. Don't you think that your child feels comfortable to go to the bathroom with Mr. Bob? He feels comfortable to give him a fucking hug when he falls off the playground. Really, you guys, we just got to be better for ourselves, for our kids. And then also you're teaching that that stereotype to your kid. That's why when your kid is a little bit older and suddenly they have a male teacher, they think it's cool to say, oh, my male teacher touched me or it's funny or it's whatever. It's not. You've literally built your kids up to have this misunderstanding and misperception of the people in their lives and the roles that they play by implying this sexism. And that's on all of us. 100%. There was my rant. Hey, fucking, yeah, yeah! I can say without a doubt, 100%, I have to be the same way with little ones, just as you, as you mentioned earlier. Uh, if a kid comes up and gives me a hug, it's always a side hug, and my hand is never open. It's always a closed close fist, just a little one of those. Uh because there's always that risk of, oh my god, he put his hand on me. No, fuck that. I'll Keanu Reeves that shit. You know what I mean? I've had instances where little ones are using the restroom and I'm either like, hey, kiddo, I need you to pull your, pull your pants up. Can you help me? Nope. Getting the female teacher. You know, like, I'm not going to play that game because just like you said, there is that stigma. There is that predatory stereotype that it's okay for a lady because for some, for some rep- retrospects, there's still that motherly figure. You, you have more trust in a mother than you do a father to do certain things, I'm, unfortunately. And I don't believe in that at all. That's why I believe no, in the nuclear family. unfortunate is the right word for that. Yeah, that's why I believe in the nuclear family. You know, both my parents, regardless if it's a it's a full household or a broken household, the, the mother and father are equally as important and they need to be in their children's lives. And that's just my humble opinion. I don't give a fuck what anybody else thinks. Except you two ladies. You're amazing. Anyways, uh, <laughs> but it is that stigma. And unfortunately, until we can as a society change that or kind of like put it, bring it back toward the center. You know, a man can be just as nurturing as a woman, depending on the situation. It's not going to change men. Like I said earlier, men are always going to have to keep their heads on a swivel in certain situations, just like in a school. Like I said, always a side hug, close fist, never open hand. You always keep your eyes up no matter who you're talking to. If you need to help someone in a restroom situation, you always call a female. Like, it's unfortunate, but that's how it is because I like getting paid. I don't want to get fucked over for someone just even thinking or perceiving that I'm doing something wrong. When in reality, I'm not. I'm doing my best not to. That sucks. And I and it's and a lot of it has to do with my humble opinion, 
what people are shown on the news, what stories are being told Absolutely. on social media, mm-hmm. the mainstream media. It's a lot of it. This is what people are fed. These are the stories that you hear. You don't hear about the, the Mary Kay Letourneau's very much. You hear about fucking Joe Schmo who looked at a girl's ass and now he's going to prison. No, that's what you hear. That's what people are fed mm-hmm. all day. They're not fed the other side. Just like I said, it's a double-edged sword, but they're only yep. being shown this side. If it bleeds, it leads. Yep. I think that's a, such an important call out. And I really recognize as we've been talking through this whole thing that the solution to this is being an ally, right? And I'm a, I'm a feminist. I'm super proud to say that. And that's cool. Not in the sense of a full-blown what the perception of feminist is. I believe in equality. I believe everybody deserves equity. Men and women are equal. That's my position. That's my belief. Exactly. And as that, I really recognize the way that we get better and the way that we move forward with this is being allies to men in these situations. And and seriously, if you are the woman who is the co-worker of the gentleman who gets called creepy because some bitchy fucking co-worker just wanted to run her mouth that day and she was mad that he denied her romantic gesture right that happens all the fucking time don't play that game do not allow women to gang up on the men in your workplace but just as much as you are an ally for men you got to be that for women and men have to be that for women we really have to as a species and as subspecies being men versus women species being human have to support each other in order to move forward. Because, like I pointed out before, there are the bad fucking dudes. There's the Harvey Weinsteins. And those motherfuckers give good men in those situations bad fucking reputations. And that's real. But then there are also the women who are forcing those narratives. There are men who are forcing those narratives. And we really all just need to recognize we're doing more damage to ourselves than we are anything. And your point about the media being where we get the source of that information is so fucking real. Even if that means social media. There is not enough representation of healthy masculinity on social media. Do you know how I know that? I comment on every single toxic masculinity post I see, whether I know that motherfucker or not. I am commenting on shit all day. I do comment on the positive things if I see them. I'm not just searching for negative. But seriously, it's out there. It's real. It is. And we have to get away from promoting that, all of us. Well, yeah, absolutely. And a little little tidbit about me. So I graduated with a, with a bachelor's in business, but I, I minored in journalism. And I actually got to intern at my local news station for six months. So I was out in the field gathering news stories, all that fun shit. One thing I learned, and it's and it's really it's definitely changed a lot more over the last five six years than it has, you know, even before that, was the way they gather information is is this, Facebook, mm-hmm. Instagram. They're, the media is so quick. Like if they see something on Facebook, boom, they put it out, and they're just gonna blow and the fuck up. And that's not even credible. You know? No, it's not credible. It's not the whole story. It's not true. They'll tell you one thing, and then they'll bring in panelists. They'll bring in fucking congressmen and women to tell you how they feel about this this man looked at this woman in the wrong way he's a piece of shit and he's a predator and blah 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 motherfucker he was about to sneeze and he was doing the (laughs) but whatever suits their narrative and whatever sells their fucking papers and gets their fucking clicks 
Mm-hmm. And the media is a whole different episode that we are going to have. Shout out to that shit because I'm super looking forward to it. So because of all these stigmas, this is from theconversation.com. Studies by Margarita Tori shows that many men use female-dominated jobs as a stopgap position before moving back into male-dominated or mixed-gender jobs because of these stigmas and hurdles that they're facing in the female-dominated areas of employment. So, which is fair. I probably would, too. So, if I'm being 100% completely honest, first of all, I believe that. I do. Uh... I, when I first started as a substitute teacher, that was my plan. That was my, that was supposed to be my stepping stone because I had just, uh, I was owning and running a business. It was a transport company. And I just given up my half of the company to my now former business partner. And my plan was to use this as a stepping stone to get a little bit of money so I can invest in my own company so I can be a business owner again, right? But unfortunately, not unfortunately, fortunately, I'm so glad I did this because it opened a door that I didn't think that I would be so happy in. It gave me a chance to do something that I fucking love. And to hell with any other fucking stigma out there. If I want to be a kindergarten teacher, I'm going to be a fucking kindergarten teacher. And I've loved every second of it. Even with little Timmy being a little shithead and little Johnny crying because Timmy's talking shit when he's really not. You know, stuff like that. I love every second of it. And... I fucking hate when people put a stigma on it. You know, the same thing with nurses. If you want to be a nurse and you're a man, fucking do it. Because you're taking care of people. Like, people really, they're the, they're more thankful to you because you're doing the work. You're the one taking care of them. You know? If you want to be the doctor, cool. Be the fucking doctor. Awesome. But if you want to be a nurse, be a fucking nurse. Don't be, a, don't be afraid to be something just because it's traditionally a woman's job. Because mm-hmm. we're not in that world anymore. You know? If you want to be a bartender, be a fucking bartender. If you want to be a midwife, be a midbro. Like... Do whatever the fuck you want. Now, I love that we're calling them <laughs> mid-bros. I'm call- I am fucking coining it right now. <laughs> you want to be a mid-bro, be a fucking mid-bro. Just, just like with ladies. You know, if, if you want to be, if you want to be a cop, be a fucking cop. You know, if you want to be, if you want to be a grunt in the military, you can be a grunt now. And that's awesome. Like, if you want to be a fireman, be a firefighter. Shout out to Nikki. Yep, shout out to Nikki and our female and male-dominated fields. The only two things that I can think of, and it's going to sound stupid, that have to stay a, a dude can do, dudes can only do this and ladies can only do this, is if you're donating sperm or donating eggs. And that sounds horrible, but God damn it, that's, that's all there is to it. Those are very role-specific jobs. Yeah. <laughs> I have no sperm to donate. <laughs> Neither <laughs> I do. So why do we need men to move into more female-dominated fields? I have some things. Let's hear the things. One, okay, this is crazy to me. So the first point is it has the potential to help others in those fields in terms of earning potential. This is from psychologytoday.com, and this is a quote. A 2019 study by Jill E. Yerbarski Sorry, I killed your last name. Sorry, Jill. Of the University of North Carolina and Janet Dill of the University of Minnesota found that unemployed men are much more likely than those in the past to move into female-dominated jobs. Any lingering social stigma may vanish as men who enter such jobs get around 4% wage increases and more prestige. In the 20 most common occupations for women, according to the Washington, D.C.-based Institute for Women's Policy Research, 
Men out earn women in all but two of those jobs. Let me reiterate. In the 20 most common occupations for women, men out earn women in all but two. They're the most common jobs, and yet women are making less than men in those fields? Yep, and here's why. White men are climbing aboard what's coming to be called the glass escalator, but it only seems to happen for white men in female-dominated jobs when they are supervised by women or members of minority groups. That applies to a lot of men because women often have seniority in those fields. On the plus side, having men move into the, quote, pink ghetto could heighten the prestige of these fields and increase benefits for everyone. But this good effect could be blunted if white men on the glass escalator leave everyone else behind. So really... Which white men are known to do, I'd like to point out. Men moving into these jobs give it more prestige. They have a chance to earn more in those fields than women typically do because women are literally the ones giving them those raisins. Those those raisins. They're giving them the raisins, guys. Raisins. raisins. I love raisins. Here are your raisins. Thank you. And now they're corporate kindergarten teachers. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So they're the ones giving them the raises. And it just increases the level and the renown of the field when they're in it, essentially. And I thought that was crazy interesting. And it, it makes sense. Like, unfortunately or fortunately, as you view it, men being in caregiving fields brings more honor to the fields that is ridiculous and yet i completely understand that math not that i like it i'm not saying that but i understand it and i really understand that that is how as a society we work that's how our economy works that's how drop job structures in our economy work i think it's really really interesting that there are words put to it like the glass escalator i thought was really interesting especially because i'm very familiar with the glass ceiling totally get that i thought that was really cool and i thought that that was really interesting information i also recognize that that in itself is also a double-edged sword completely and that's really interesting can we also acknowledge really quick before bub says all the things that he's going to say which are going to be amazing I'm sorry, you said the pink ghetto? Why do we not live there? Why Why is that not... <laughs> I want to be there. I was going to ask the same thing. I'm good here. Thank you. What? No, that sounds magic. Why can't we go to the pink ghetto? <sighs> oh, shit. I love that, that plan. terrible to me. I get to be my bad bitch self there in the pink ghetto. Okay. I love that. You have fun with that. What is a pink ghetto? <laughs> Can you tell me that? I have no idea. It was in this article and I read it. Well, it definitely sounds like a cool place now. Carry on. Fuck yeah. I love everything you said, Celeste, by the way. Fucking all of it. Magnifique. Well done. Thank you. The double-edged sword, I, I agree. And unfortunately, we still as a society have this stigma of... And it's 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 a bad thing, but it, it's also can be a good thing if used right when it comes to dudes as leadership roles or any kind of, uh, of role in the workplace or uh, like one example I'm thinking of, and this sounds really, this could sound really nerdy and stupid, but look at the box office numbers or the popularity between like Captain America versus Captain Marvel, right? More mm-hmm. people are drawn toward Captain America because he's, because he's that fucking 
manly, like just good dude who's fucking, who's leading the charge, right? Then there's Captain Marvel, which don't get me wrong, she's a badass, but not a lot, not a lot of people know about her or the, not a lot of people are willing to be like, yay, Captain Marvel. But Captain America is like, yay, America. Unfortunately, we're still in that stigma where that beefy dude, that Marion is going to lead the charge. And that's, that's what is giving that, bringing that, that rapport back to a job title or to a job market. And I'm not saying I agree with it. It's, it's not okay. It should never matter what you have downstairs. It shouldn't matter what you fucking look like. If you're, if you're a white man, black man, it doesn't fucking matter. Like, just like Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, who I think is one of the greatest human beings on in the universe. Without question. Without question. You know, I, I, my ideal world is judge someone on the content of the character, not by the color of their skin, not their fucking gender. Like it doesn't fucking matter. Why can't we just get the job done? Why can't we just put the people in who deserve to be in to put the people in who fucking work the hardest, who bust their ass, who, who bring more value to the job instead of what's the word I'm looking for? The, the aesthetics, the fucking, Mm -hmm. the image, you know what I mean? It drives me nuts. It's not okay. I think something really interesting about your Captain America versus Captain Marvel analogy actually is that Captain America is presented as, I mean, seriously, like, let's just say more impressive. I'm not saying that Captain Marvel's not. She is. He's Captain America. He is. He's Captain fucking America. Okay, that's Superman. Superman doesn't even have a title as impressive as Captain America, especially for all of us little red, white, and blue junkies, right? That's a real thing here. So I really recognize that. I also, what I was really thinking about in taking your analogy specifically to all of those career paths that we were talking about, I really recognize that when a woman steps into a man's role, suddenly that woman becomes incredibly intimidating and and society must undermine her to prove that she isn't all that shit right but then when a dude steps into a caretaker role there must be something wrong with him he is now i'm gonna use the word feared in a way even though i'm not saying it in a i'm afraid of you or i think you're gonna hurt me but i I truly mean uncomfortability I'm uncomfortable with this man showing emotions to my kid, even if it's not in a sexual way or in a romantic way. I just think it's fucking weird that this dude wants to tell my kid that he thinks he's really fucking cool. Like, why are we so uncomfortable with connectivity and yet we really seriously attack when somebody's like really being impressive? And that could be said about men or women in any direction, but I really recognize we do that as a society and i don't know why well it, it could come back to that that whole nature aspect you know what i mean like deep down in the back of our minds like we're not used to the to the dudes being all nurturing and and hey it's okay because we're used to seeing fucking pounding our chest the 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 ass whoopers of the of the tribe of the pack of the pride whatever in the back of our minds that could still be there that's fair and it's just ingrained in us from a societal yeah. point like it's going to take a while to get it out. That's fair. And I really recognize, honestly, that that's on us to do. Like, I do. I recognize that's on us as the current voice on our current platform and as the future leader makers, right? Like, that's us because we have kids and we are contributing members of this society. 
I really recognize that that is something that each of us have to actively play a part in in order for it to get better because the three of us talking about it isn't going to do shit. No. This has to be something that everybody seriously takes a long, hard look at and themselves and the way that they approach other people in their lives, whether that's man or woman and whatever their fucking jobs are. This is something we all have to seriously look at and take responsibility for in fixing because we have made it this way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And just like you mentioned earlier, actually, about it starts at home. You know, you got to You got to tell your kids, hey, it doesn't matter if it's a man or woman. You fucking respect that teacher. You respect that authority figure because they earned it, you know? Yep. And Ali, I love every single article or quote you you've mentioned in this in this episode you've cited. And you don't know how fucking important that is and how powerful that can be because our media these days has forgotten how to fucking do it. That's one thing we can do as people on social media, people on podcasts. Fucking cite your sources. Show the proof that, hey, this is what's really going on. Because we have a media these days who's like, Joey's an asshole. More at 10. And when at 10 o'clock comes, <laughs> it's just... Let's bring out a panel. Yeah, Joey's an asshole. Yeah, he's kind of a dick. That's all it is. No sources, no citations, nothing. But that's got to start with us. You know, start at home. Teach your kids, hey, be respectful to those above you. They they fucking, they earn their spot. When you're putting stuff on social media, don't be stupid. If you're going to post something, either cite it or don't fucking do it because you're adding fuel to the fire. When you're listening to a podcast, same deal. Like, Okay, make sure they know what the fuck they're talking about. And if not, cool, challenge it. But back your sources. Don't be that asshole who's just there to fucking troll and... Agreed, 100%. And don't believe everything you hear or see on social media. Like on Facebook and Twitter, because 99% of them are fucking stupid. Yes. So, speaking of citing sources, another reason why we need more men to move into female-dominated fields is our kids need it. From naeyc.org, children experience a range of models of feminine femininity and womanhood throughout their exposure to a variety of female educators and caregivers. When young children do not experience a comparable range of models of masculinity, their view of what it means to be a boy or a man may be monolithic or incomplete. As they grow, all children need to see and be a part of relationships in which male children and adults are allowed to be emotionally expressive and deeply connected. This is especially true for children who identify as male, since our culture often discourages them from such expression. Improving the gender balance of the early childhood workforce would provide all children with a richer variety of role models at this critical time in their gender identity development. According to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, Fewer than 3% of preschool and kindergarten teachers are men, and this figure has not changed substantially in recent decades. So, you both said it earlier, actually. And I noted it in my mind that you both said it earlier. Children can't have a different perception of men early on if men aren't in these roles. They can't perceive men as caregivers if men aren't in the caregiver roles. I want to say it in the traditional masculine sense because I really want men to hear it that way also. If you guys want your boys to really quote-unquote man up, fucking show them what a man looks like. 
Seriously. If you think that your boys are going to grow up to be healthy examples of masculinity, you got to fucking give them that. Because the only examples they have, more often than not, are examples of femininity. And that's not a bad thing. But if you want your sons to have more masculinity in their lives, guess what? They have to have that from something. And also, that is said in all of those career paths as well. Like, if you want boys in general to have a healthier sense of what it means to be a boy, go be a fucking teacher. Teach boys what that means. Teach boys how to be a boy in the way that boys are supposed to grow up to be healthy men. Because that's not happening today. And it's really fucking showing it's a really vicious cycle too like children are so malleable at such a young age and men in early child care education positions help to dissuade the social stigmas that could occur in their minds related to that social work so really getting them in that role and having them see hey i have a male teacher i can be a male teacher helps break the cycle like literally and also why wouldn't we show our children, that they can receive comfort and trust and respect for anyone, regardless of their gender, right? If if you have a male teacher and you get hurt and you're a kid, who's going to make that better? Your male teacher, right? And now you have a layer of trust with men moving forward that you might not have had had you not had a male teacher. That's better than having zero layer of trust with men because that's a fucking terrible game too. Oh, absolutely. And once again, all of it starts at home as I don't have any kids, so I don't really have a lot of room to say it. But as a, from a teacher's perspective, I can tell you straight up having a, you have every right to say it from a teacher's perspective, (laughs) from a teacher's perspective, there's not enough light that's being shed on the importance of having that father figure, having that man like to look up to, you know? because it, it, it should be a 50, 50 thing. There, there are all these stories in the media and social media about just like the single mothers who do everything. And that's awesome. If that's you, fuck yeah, do you. However, comma, which, fuck yeah, awesome. However, comma, I agree with all of it in the fact that you need that male figure, especially for boys, to show you how to be a good man. I was very fortunate and blessed. You know, my dad and both my grandfathers were, were in my life very strongly. And they groomed me and taught me what it's like what it means to be a man, what it means to be a gentleman, what it means to be a good man. They gave me that example, and, and I am beyond thankful for that. And that, and even when it comes to emotions, you know what I mean? Like, there's that stigma that boys don't cry. No, that's, that's wrong. My dad taught me it's okay to cry, but there's a time and there's a place to do it. My relationship with my dad and his dad and my, my grandpa on the, on the maternal side, like, they didn't show emotion like in the in the traditional thing, you know, like I cry, like hug and be all sweet and gingerly with each other. Ginger, get it. <laughs> uh, they taught me, you know, men do it their own way. And it's when you sh- when you form that bond with your male figure, like with my dad, with my grandfathers. And when they like, for instance, when my grandfather passed away, he he did this little gesture to tell me, hey, I love you, big guy, you know. He didn't cry. He didn't give me a kiss, you know, all that fun stuff. But I knew what he meant. That's how I was raised. That's how men can show emotion. That's how we can encourage boys to show emotion in a safe way, if that makes sense. I'm not saying crying and and showing emotions is unsafe, but 
safe for the the male stigma for the manly stigma and then same thing with- it's not safe yeah it's not safe today Hell in no. this culture and in this environment it's not safe so i don't think that you need to take that away it's not fucking safe no i know for a fact that i have had little boys in my life where if they went home crying they would rather be crying where they are than crying at home because crying at home means something very different yep mm-hmm. absolutely and then when it comes to teachers same thing uh, having that that positive male role model, whether it be a fucking kindergartner or even a high schooler, like from and for me and God's, like all of our male teachers, like I said, there are a couple in particular who, to this day, you know, it we are so, we hold them in such high esteem because we built that relationship with them because we were taught by them and we had that example of what a good man is, what a real man is. And not when I say real man, I'm not talking just like Captain America. I mean like just a, what what a genuinely just a good man is, and that's anything from opening a door for a woman, or for treating everybody with respect, or for working hard. You know, I mean like that's 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 one thing I think. Whether you're a man or a woman, I think a lot of people are losing that aspect these days. People don't know what it's like to work hard anymore. But that's one thing that those male role models and female role it's just it's those strong role models i think we're 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 lacking that these days we need to to get those role models back in these kids lives at an early age to show hey you know the way you want to be like a little shithead life isn't gonna let you do that you know if you want to be a good person this is how you do it we're not, we don't have that these days and so me as a as even as a sub like i'm trying my best to like hey we need to be good men we need to be good people end of rant I think something that you said that I really just want to spin off of is how you had said that like the single moms, I, I knew what you meant and I love the shout out. I love the credit that you gave. Thank you. I, I just want to say that like as the single mom to build off of that, that's my fucking responsibility to make sure that I am bringing my kids around good role models of masculinity even if that's not in a relationship capacity i don't have to be dating every fucking dude in our life to be a good role model for my daughter or if i had a son to be a good role model for my son i would invest significantly more time in finding more male role models for my child if i had a son without question but i still take that on myself as the mother of a daughter My daughter spends time with Nick, Allie's husband, because he's a fantastic role model and they're best friends. And he is her safe place. He is something that I can't ever be for her, something that Allie can't ever be for her, because we don't have the beard and the muscles and we don't make her laugh the way that (laughs) Uncle Nick does. Like, that's just a real thing. It just is, right? It just is. And I'm not mad about that. I'm envious that he can give my child something that I can't without question. I'm always jealous of their relationship. I always have been. Jealous is the wrong word. Envious because it's so beautiful and it just works and they're so sweet. But also I recognize how important he is to her and I would never want to take that from her. I'm also incredibly glad that we found Nick. Yes, because he's Nick, but also because he is such a great role model for her. And I own that as her mother, 
whether that is in my best friend's husband or a camp counselor or her piano teacher or her soccer coach, it doesn't fucking matter. It's my job as her mom to be making sure that she has positive male role models in her life. It's also my job to ensure that she has removed negative role models from her life. And that can be said for men and women as well. I love that. So one thing that was proven in studies as far as having male educators in an early childhood development area, they actually help encourage kids to take more risks in order to learn better boundaries, something as simple as climbing a tree. I love that. Yeah. Okay. I'm all for moose climbing a tree, but oh my God, when my brothers were growing up, Nick can attest to the fact that I nearly had a fucking heart attack anytime any of them went down the skate ramp and I used to skate. So Jesus Christ, I'm way different now. I'm expecting all the broken bones, but still. Or I think about as simple as I refuse to put a worm on a hook or take it off. I refuse to touch a fucking fish. I refuse. I refuse. I refuse. I love that Tiny loves to go fishing. I love that she loves to do that shit. I'm never standing in the way of her doing it. But if you need a worm to go fishing, I'm not fucking taking care of it for you. So you better go ask Uncle Nick because that's his job. That's his job. Yeah, I do that now too. Go ask Auntie Allie. Go ask somebody other than me, please, for the love of God. (laughs) Bigger fish. Nick can handle the bigger (laughs) fish. Still not comfortable in that respect. Okay. Another aspect that I think those strong role models, whether it be man or woman, the strong role models can really impact is when it comes to now bear with me on this so when it comes to violence because real especially no, that's real as fuck especially like from my my experience especially when it comes to boys because i'm going back to nature here boys want to fight period like they're gonna find a way they're gonna fucking fight yeah whether it be play fighting or whatever and if you don't have that strong role model for me it was my dad he told me straight up real men don't they'll never go out and pick a fight Show me a man who resorts to violence, and I'll show you a man who's run out of good ideas. That being said, if it comes down to it, like, you got to learn to defend yourself and protect your you know, protect your loved ones. That's where that, that strong figure comes in, to teach them, like, hey, how can you defuse a situation? For instance, my grandfather, he was a cop for 20 years, right? He was in Montana, so it wasn't as crazy as, say, like, L.A. County and shit like that. But he still saw his fair share of shit, and this was back in the day. 20 years, he never had to draw his weapon because he knew how to defuse the situation. He knew how to stand his ground and say, dude, that's enough. You don't just fucking do that. You learn that. Right. That's a taught thing. Yeah. That's not, you didn't wake up one day with the confidence to not draw your gun on somebody who's staring you down. That's something that you were taught and you have the confidence to do. Even if you don't have the confidence to do it, the words came out of your mouth because you were brave enough for them to. But that's because someone gave you those tools. Yeah. And then Agreed. back at the young age, when you have those little shits who they could even be a bully, but have that mentality that I'm tougher than anyone else. Like I'm that big, bad motherfucker. Unless you have that, like me, I was like that for a while. But I had those coaches. I had my dad. I had those big brother types who fucking humbled me really quick. Show me like, oh, I'm not as strong as I am. I'm not, like, there's someone bigger. And that's why you need to be respectful. That's why you need to not be a little dick because otherwise you get popped in the mouth. You know, unless you have that that male figure or that that paternal figure, paternal, maternal, you you have that role model, right? You're just going to mouth off. And it's going to cost you because people these days are so quick 
to violence that it's gonna it's gonna escalate quickly. Gotta have that that person to have that impact. Like, don't resort to violence. Stand up for yourself and defuse the situation. And fucking don't be a little shit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So the third point is the future is coming. From Slate.com. At a time when many male-dominated fields like manufacturing are shutting jobs and most of the fastest-growing industries such as healthcare and education are ones that have been traditionally performed by women, this could be a crucial opportunity to encourage men to enter the important field of early childhood education, particularly since the United States lags behind most other industrialized countries in access to early education. Studies show students benefit when they are surrounded by a diverse group of teachers that reflect the makeup of a whole society, including educators of different races and genders. So shout out to Andrew Yang. Automization is here. Yang Yang! We're going to need everyone to be able to work in the, quote, human spaces without discrimination in the future. And that starts in your fucking houses. That starts with your fucking children. If you're not sure how to broach a conversation with your kids, look. Start somewhere. Give them a reasonable answer that you would want someone to give you, even if that means it's watered down to be age appropriate. Don't lie to your kids. Don't sugarcoat shit. Don't tell them about some fucking boogeyman. Tell them that there are bad people out there. Be real with them about these things. Teach them the difference between bad people and good people and what those qualities look like. If you are to this point of this episode and don't know how I feel about your parenting tactics... (laughs) I recommend you maybe restart yes. or listen to a different episode of Quality Substance. And my final point as to why men should get into female-dominated areas is because men deserve to be happy in their career choice. Fuck what society says. Real. Real. And I deserve some hot male nurses. <laughs> And mid-bros. Don't forget the mid-bros. And mid-bros. Okay, I had a mid-bro, though. I did. He wasn't <laughs> called that. Well, we're calling him I that did. now. I had a mid-bro. He, Dr. Matt was a fucking mid-bro, bro. He looked like one, too. He was a total fucking bro. Let's have a baby, bro. Yeah. <laughs> bro, bro. <laughs> I honestly feel like I would take a guy more seriously saying that than I would a woman because I just don't get along with many women, so... <laughs> real real mid bros all the way hashtag mid bro i want a mid bro being my hype girl while i'm fucking in delivery i want like like i want that i don't fucking touch me with your soothing calming nature no it's like gym time you i mean from what i've been told like it's it's intense in that (laughs) fucking delivery yeah so you don't want someone like you got this you're, you're squatting. I want screaming. Yeah. I want sweat. <laughs> Is that all you got? Jim deeper. Fucking do this. Yeah. That's what I want. That's this what I need. This does really sound Get like you the gym besting your recent <laughs> PR. Yeah. And then Magic Hands is like, I'm going to need you to move to the left. You're in my way. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all I had, guys and gals, people. I think you did amazing on this episode. This awesome. Thank you. Thank you for being our guest. Thank you for having Thank me. Thank you for being our guest. Thank you for inviting me. This is awesome. You're so welcome. Yeah. This is the portion of the episode where I ask everybody what we learned here today. So, guest first. Bubbles, what did you learn here today? I learned that 
there are more dudes moving into traditionally female uh, jobs in the workplace these days, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, we need more men in the in. We need more of the, of the of the dynamic. We need more mixture in every fucking workplace. It should never matter with if you're a dude or a, or a lady. Agreed. Definitely love that. Celeste, what did you learn here today? I really took away the fact that I might say the things wrong, but that doesn't mean I didn't learn it. It just means that numbers are hard. I learned that of the top 10 female roles that men make more than women do in those roles. That's fucking crazy to me. That doesn't make any sense that those are female dominated roles and yet men in those roles make more money. That I'm not surprised, right? And shout out to our pink tax on a paycheck episode. I'm super, super not surprised. And yet every time I hear that shit, my jaw just drops a little bit because I'm like, how how do we live in 2021 and y'all still pay us like it's fucking 1750? What the fuck is this? That's how I feel about that. What did you learn here today, my sweet dove? So I actually realized while doing the research for this episode that I had... Not a preconceived stereotype in this context towards men in early child care roles. But Moose has a male daycare teacher. And I remember the first time I saw him there, I thought he was a parent. Because I wasn't used to a man being in that role. And when I found out he was a teacher, I thought it was the coolest fucking thing ever. Moose cannot stop talking about going and visiting his room because... He's in the next room up, and Moose is slowly transitioning to that room. And I hear every single day about how they play hockey together. And I'm so glad that he has Mr. Chris to go play hockey with. But it makes me so happy, but also made me realize... It made me realize that my first thought was not, he's a teacher here, he's a parent here. So I still have work to do on my end. So that was my here I learned. I had a similar situation... Uh, I grew up with a dude. His name was Eric. Shout out to Eric if you're listening. You're not, but if you are. You never know. Who ended up being a daycare teacher for a really long time. And I remember the first time he told me that, I literally looked at him and said, that's cool, but aren't you like the biggest stoner I've ever met? And he literally (laughs) said to me, this is the best job for me because... They don't stress me out like they're just kids. I get to play with them like shit happens during the day and it gets stressful without question. But all I have to do is seriously keep them happy and do some arts and crafts with them. And then we take a nap and everything is is amazing. That was just such an eye opening moment for me because that's the exact same response that I would have. Not for me specifically because I don't do other people's children. I don't tolerate that. But in that environment, yes, the answer is they're just kids. The answer is just do an art project, just play with them, just teach them something, just give them your time and attention and help mold them. Like, what would be wrong with that? Exactly. So I really appreciated this episode and going back to thinking about Eric and that experience because he is the first male daycare teacher I have ever personally met and I haven't talked to him in like six years. Damn. Real. That's the only point of reference I have is that dude. So shout out to all the men that are breaking down those barriers and those stigmas. Just keep pushing through it. 
We need you for our kids. We need you for our people. Keep doing it. We need you for the future, bro. We are grateful for you. Keep doing it for sure. Yeah. Bubbles, we are so grateful to have had you on today. Thank you so much. So grateful. Thanks for having me. You are welcome back whenever. Yeah! I'm excited. And you two are welcome on my show anytime. Oh, thank you. We would super love for you to plug your podcast, Pretty Please, where they can find you, all the jazz. Of course. Here, let me let me set the mood here. Here we go. Oh, light. Let there be set light. <laughs> wow. As he's fucking blinding himself. Ah, oh, fuck. I don't, need, I don't need my eyes. This is a podcast. I don't need sight. Setting ah, the mood. Damn. Now I'm blind. Now I'm blind. That's the mood. That's right. Justice is blind. So am I. Anyways. <laughs> Once again, I am Bubbles, a.k.a. Bubbles the Barbarian, a.k.a. the bread furry hairy guy. One half of the Bub and Gob Show. You can find us at the Bub and Gob Show on Instagram, Facebook, Pornhub, YouTube, Twitter, anything else you can think of at uh, our hashtag. That is B-U-B-A-N-D-G-O-B-B-Z show. I don't do it as well as Gobbs does, but I fucking try. You can also find us at therealgrooster.com. That is therealgrooster.com, where you can find links to our merch site, stores, videos, articles, newsletter, and everyone else involved in the Rogue Rooster Media Group, LLC. Wow. He needs to do our outros. That was so impressive and so much better. He spelled things. He spelled things! (laughs) We can't even say shit right. Don't trust, don't ask us to spell shit. Jesus. Oh, okay. To be fair, that's probably the best I've ever done because I always fuck it up. You can even hear it in every single episode where I'm like, you always find zero grister and three. Fuck. Let me try that again. You know, so. Us. All right. Does that mean it's my turn to try this? That's on you. Yep. All right. Setting the mood. Do it. Okay. You can reach out to us. Dear listeners, if you would like to reach out to us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Taboos the Pod. We are just Taboos on Facebook. If you'd like to send us an email, you can reach out to us at taboospodcast at gmail.com. We also have a website. It's really, really beautiful. Allie Girl made it herself and it's stunning. If you haven't looked at it, I'm obsessed and you're fucking up, so go do that. You can find that at taboosthepod.com. We also have a Patreon, which has all kinds of fun shit on it. Um, Our quick shots are starting to come up. Those are a fucking riot. Also, uh, just so everybody knows, my daughter has started asking strangers if they sleep with socks on or not so that she can add them to our hit list. If you're not sure what I'm talking about, go check out our most recent quick shot. Did I do it? Did I cover them all? That was imp- I'm pretty sure you did. I did good? I'm impressed. Yay! Oh, yay! I love that she's asking strangers if they wear socks. She is. And then tonight I'm tucking her into bed and she goes, Mom, guess what? And I was like, what? And she goes, Kissy, who's my sister? Kissy sleeps with socks on. And I was like, what? And she's like, yeah. Does that mean she's on the hit list? And I was like, go to bed. It's 10 o'clock. What are you doing? you're planning your hit list at 10 o'clock at night like stop this you're seven go to bed she's my kid it's fine i loved this episode you did spectacular mr bubbles thank you so much for joining us thank Thank you you. thank you again i'm so happy to be here you two are awesome 
Hugs and kisses all around. <laughs> Love all of us. And on that note, dear listeners, do, do you beat a booze? Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.